The Great West College Hockey Podcast from the Summer Skate Studios is brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHAM1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. M-Drive, honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. University of Oklahoma Hockey. Big school, big dreams. For schedules and tickets, go to ouhockey.net. AT&T Wireless, where both new and existing customers always get our best deals. University of Arizona Hockey. Be part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. University of Central Oklahoma. A top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. San Diego State Hockey, sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top-flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight on this last Wednesday night of 2022. And, of course, the last podcast we will do in 2022. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Maricopa, Arizona, the uh, Harris Resort here, about 25 miles south of the Phoenix metro area. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from uh, that vibrant, beautiful city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you tonight? Yeah, and, and vibrant is a good word. It's probably more vibrant than it should be uh, because of all the travel issues that are going on. So some people that came here are stuck here. And, uh, oh, bummer. Bummer. And yes, bummer, exactly. Worst places to be stuck. Uh, and the airport uh, baggage claim has been very vibrant of luggage upon luggage upon luggage uh, in the airport. Uh, of course, New Year's Eve coming up soon. So uh, it's been interesting, but it's it's been vibrant uh, for sure in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I mentioned in the open, this is the final show of 2022. Wait, you didn't tell me it's the final show of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to do uh, a little something special tonight. We're going to have a surprise guest joining us in about 15 minutes or so uh, to help us wrap up the year. I'm getting a whole bunch of static in my headphones, so uh, if you'll pardon me for a minute while I try to resolve this issue, that would be great. Um, I may or may not have done that. But anyway, um, as long as I can hear everybody and they can hear me, I guess we're good. Um, I can hear you fine. So this week is also World Junior Championship Week. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll wrap up the ACHA. We'll talk a little bit about the AHL. We'll talk a little bit about the NHL. We'll talk a little bit about everything, and then we'll give you a little preview of what lies ahead. So 
Ah, take a deep breath. Without further ado, let's jump right into the ACHA since this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the ACHA. Uh, no polls out for the last couple of weeks for obvious reasons. There were no games. Um, but they'll start back up again for real next week. So, Stephen, what do you got for us? Yeah, well, you know, thinking about what the uh, rankings are going into the new year, uh we won't go through those, but we know about the WCHL teams. We talk, we, of course, focus on that league very closely uh, in the ACHA and and how good it's been. And, and this year, I think we're seeing some teams that were surprising a little bit for one reason or another, surprising that they're doing maybe better than expected, and it's surprising also to see maybe underperforming than what was expected. Like a Missouri State's usually a pretty decent team in the in the – certainly in the polls, and they've kind of had an off year as this, as this part of the season. Doesn't mean they can't turn it around. Now, we should point out um, that you, you can turn things around in the, in the second part of the schedule and still get a spot in the, in the polling. It's, it's, we've see, certainly see how teams can jump up five or six spots after one really good weekend, and we can see how teams can even drop down when they have a good weekend because we talk about how, how goofy the polls can be with the computer and everything. But... Uh, so I mean, right now I mean we see we know the teams that are towards the top: Central Oklahoma, uh, UNLV, Arizona's now made a little bit of a push uh, as they're getting down. Arizona State's kind of dropped down a little bit. So uh, I think I think all that is kind of some of that was expected. I think we know Arizona's really good, and uh, and they have of course always kind of get off to kind of a, a weird start sometimes because of their situations that they have that they deal with with. You know, not a lot of ice time early on and everything. So uh, I think that's unexpected, but they've certainly turned off the notch now. You know, as we know, is, is really good. They had one little hiccup in the first part of the season with, with Liberty. Of course, they've had some NCAA games too, which we'll get to when we kind of recap the year as well in, in review. But uh, so it's been kind of kind of uh, good for them, and, and they've kind of certainly had a really strong final weekend before the break with those three games against San Diego State, Canisius, and Oregon. And yeah, I mean, just Central Oklahoma's really good. They kind of had a little rough go at it with with Minot State, but uh, that's a tough place to play, no matter who you are. So uh, Central Oklahoma is still going to be one of the top teams in the country. Is that a good right? Is that a good summary? Yeah, that that's a good, very uh, good. That's a very good summary. I will tell you. I, that, I don't know when the games start up again. I, I think next week. I think. Yeah, but I believe, I, or maybe the week after. Weekend. I don't. I don't. I have to look. I think up. next weekend there are some games, but. Okay. Uh, so anyway, that that is a good recap. 2023, of course, will lead to a national tournament in the Boston, New England area, I guess. Boston, Massachusetts, and New England. Um, so that'll be good. Um, we look through the ACHA teams. We've added a few uh, partners. We added Adrian um, to the list just recently. So that's good. We have San Diego State. We're working on trying to get those guys from Oregon because, man, oh, man, they were they're impressive and they're uh, going the right direction. So yeah, I'm really excited of... about I'm really excited about them going into 2023. We'll get to that part of the show, but I I'm really excited to see what the the growth of their program uh, this rest of this year and then going into future seasons. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it's uh, it's one of those things where um, you you never really know what you have, especially in the ACHA. And I, I told everybody at the beginning of the year I thought five, maybe even six teams to get into the national tournament. Well. Well, um, unless some miracles happen along the way, that's not going to happen because it, it seems that they are knocking each other off as, as you would suspect could happen in a conference this strong, which really isn't uh, totally fair because um, 
you know, there may be six teams that are deserving of a national tournament bid, and they're not going to get there because uh, their conference is too strong. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, UNLV in Arizona are still going to play four times this year. They haven't played yet. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State is still going to play a few more times. Uh, UNLV still got Grand Canyon. UNLV still has Liberty, which is not a WCHL team, but those are two top teams. So you know one is going to going to beat the other, and and or you know could tie, I guess, if it goes to overtime technically. But but either way, it's it's so. I mean, while one team is going to benefit, another team is going to maybe not benefit, especially if it's not a close game. If it's a close game, I don't think there's too harm in it. But uh, so yeah, when you have top teams like that playing each other all the time in the same conference, I think that that's a good thing because it shows your strength of your schedule and the opponents you play. Uh, but it can't hurt you because yeah, one team is going to beat the other team and, and that means the other team ranking might go down a cup cause got a couple losses and the other team will, will benefit cause they go up. So I think that kind of, kind of shows that, but I, I think the teams that are doing well are, are doing well for, for, for obvious reasons. And I think teams that aren't doing well, I think know why they're not doing well. And I think, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. I think if Missouri State was doing better as a team, they would be in the conversations. Only because so much about their schedule. I think it's just so much that they just don't have something. Something's missing from their team right now that's not getting a chance to to perform uh, to their standards. So I, 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 while the schedule is an important factor, and and certainly the strength of the opponents that you play, I think the makeup of your team itself uh, certainly is is the most important factor too. Yep, totally agree with you. If I'm going to recap the ACHA um, 2022, I'm going to say um, kudos to Lindenwood for winning another championship and then moving up. Yeah, I wasn't sure if we were going to get to that part of the show now. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm glad you're bringing that up. Yeah, so so we'll have that. Um, the other thing I would say is that the, the level of competition both on and off the ice has gotten really, really good. And I keep saying this all the time. I think it's worth mentioning again. The team's are beginning to look more and more like NCAA teams off the ice. And the, uh, the way they're starting to play on the ice is uh, starting to make things very, very close between the two, uh, the two leagues, especially the top of the ACHA. Um, and you mentioned it earlier, Stephen, the, uh, the UNLV squad got a chance to play uh, at Anchorage. They got a chance to play Anchorage um, in Vegas. Liberty played Anchorage in Vegas. And, uh, of course, they opened the UNLV opened the season by going to the national champions of NCAA hockey, the Denver Pioneers. So there's a bunch of things that uh, that are showing movement and direction in the right direction. Can I say that? Yeah, I, I'm going. Of course I can. I just said it. <laughs> there's sometimes I can't say stuff. But, no. but most no. of the time I can say stuff. So this, this is, is a, a show space. that I can this say is, something. This Am is I safe a, here? This okay. is a safe space, yes. Okay, I just want to make sure I can talk. Some places you go to are not a safe space. Yeah. you got to keep your lips zipped. <laughs> but this is not one of those places. That would make for bad po- that would make for bad podcasts if you didn't yeah. say much. Well, I'm, I'm laughing, as you can tell. Um, I'm not crying yet, so uh, no. that's a good thing. But anyway, so there'll be lots of things. And this that isn't lie baseball, ahead. so if you did cry, it would be okay because it's not baseball. <laughs> this is baseball. No crying in baseball, though. So. <laughs> but but crying on hockey podcasts is all right. Okay. Um. So anyway, that's uh kind of the 
Well, can but I to to do about ACHA hockey? Unless you've got something that you'd like to bring up. Well, I didn't. I didn't know if we were like going to lead into a re- recap. If we're just going to recap, you don't listen to me, do you? Just like Paul Hornsby, you don't listen to me. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I I thought we were just talking about kind of <laughs> what's going to come ahead for the for the when the season resumes. But if, uh, you mentioned Lyndon Wood, so if, if we're going right to recapping things, I I, I want to add to that. That was that's been I think a great story for that because you look at a Lindenwood team that going into you know going in the last season in the ACHA and and of course certainly the the 2022 part of it where they went to the national tournament they hosted the national tournament it was in their facility in St. Louis which was a great great place uh, of course I spent a week there went to the arch went to downtown spent out numerous hours at Centene Community Ice Center had the what had the the, the toasted raviolis or whatever it's called and I mean it was uh, you know which is a St. Louis dish uh, staple so I, I did all that and got to see some really great hockey and that was my first uh, taste of seeing the national tournament in person obviously I've watched it a few times from afar online especially with UNLV's participation in it but but now following it more closely and kind of giving an eye to every team there and. I was just impressed by the, how the, the tournament when we've ta- we've talked about that obviously uh, when when it wrapped up and we've talked about it several times but just just the way that ACHA puts it on I think the level of hockey I think it's kind of goes back to your point with the NCAA uh, or uh, the level of competition between the ACHA and the NCAA is is kind of closing uh, the gap a little bit or closing a lot still not there yet and I think we saw that with with the games that UNLV played with with uh, Denver and, and Anchorage. Uh, but I, there's still there's still a, a difference there for sure. But it's it does it does show let, that there is let more me chime compa- in here. There is more competitiveness between the two than than maybe before. Let me chime in on here um, for just one second. Lindenwood is a perfect example of that. They they went and played an exhibition against Denver and got throttled last year. Uh, a couple of weekends ago, they played NCAA against NCAA, and they very nearly knocked off the national champions. And there's no better way to lead in and bring in our special guest, my co-host on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday nights, Paul Hornstein's with us. Paul, how are things out on Long Island? You're joining uh, Stephen and I tonight on a special year-end wrap-up show of the Great West College Hockey Podcast and, of course, College Hockey West Live Weekly and Analytics and Eyeballs as well as this is the last podcast of 2022. How are you? Um, Steven's not old enough to remember any of these, but um, uh, some well, of neither our, am I. Well, yeah, unfortunately, you probably are, but um, <laughs> some of our listeners and People that listen to us are old enough to remember the old Miller Lite commercials. <laughs> and there was one of the gags was uh, the face, so to speak, of the early New York Mets, marvelous Marv Throneberry, um, who was famous for not being a good ball player. I mean, he actually, I mean, obviously, <laughs> he's a major leaguer, he was, but I mean, right. relatively speaking. And his tagline at the end of those commercials was always relatively the same. I don't know why they asked me to do this, in this case, podcast, because I don't know uh, what the heck <laughs> you guys are expecting from me. I mean, well, here, well, Paul, it's in your, isn't it in your contract that you got to do three podcasts a week? And you didn't get to do one on Christmas, so I guess you have to invade this one and, and, and join us a little bit. Wait a minute. Invade? He's got a contract? Oh, no, no. Inva- yeah, I wish I did. <laughs> um, Not invade, but you have to you – if you were asked to come on, obviously, but um, well, I was threatened. Basically, is what it comes down to. 
<laughs> he had the night off, so there's no reason he can't come on. He's got no school yeah. tomorrow, folks. Well, I don't. It's not a school night. <laughs> it's not. Um, except, of course, like I said, I mean, um, it's but not he like does it. have the voice. The voice is in the building. Yeah, it's in the building. It's just not mine. So, <laughs> I love it. Um, I listen. I like I said. I don't know why he asked me that. Like, I don't talk to you enough during the day. I got to talk to you extra time at night too. <laughs> yeah. Well, at not? least I'll, at least I'll talk to you during the day. I don't. It's crickets from Scott when we're not doing the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. right. Yeah, that's what it is. Crickets for me. Oh yeah. goodness. Except uh, when he tries to go in NHL locker rooms and he and he wants tries to ask a question. Uh, you you oh, want to go down that road right now, no, don't I, you? You want to no, go down I'm, that road I'm, right I'm, now? I have no desire to go down that no, road. No, I, okay, because I brought my hockey gloves with me and I'm about ready to drop them. So if well, anyone wants to go down to that bring, road with what, me, this was your idea, Scott, to bring him on. Yeah. Now we're getting up on what, you. Yeah. What was the what was the point to bringing him if you're only going to dro- throw him, if you're only going to throw it down? It, it's the point. It's just the oh. point. You know, I got to do it anyway. No, we, but can I? But here's what I want. Well, well, can I? When I ask Paul though, real quick. I mean, you we, you've seen Lindenwood now at this at this at their first season so far. Steal I mean, my thunder then. It's Just been steal imp- it. Well, let me. I never get to ask. Them, but it's been impressive to uh, to see what they've been able to do, right? I mean, they've had some. They've been in some close games and, and scared some NCAA opponents in their first run at the at the NCAA level after being in the ACHA and and doing what they did there. Well, there are two things that I that I point out on a regular basis. And the people who don't, who, you know, might only listen to this, you know, this particular podcast every week, um, many kudos to the job that our buddy Rick Zombo has done there at Lindenwood in this first year of NCAA play. Um, they score a lot more, a lot more goals than I think anybody expected. Um, usually that's a problem for first year teams. Scoring goals. Now, do they and do usually it? when your head coach is a uh, defensive-minded guy? <laughs> well, I, that's not even fair. He played defense, played but defense. his mind is offense. Well, yeah, or in his I case, mean, offense. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love you, Rick. Um, I listen. Do they score on a consistent basis? No, but they still score more than I think people expected them to. Um, and I think that. Um, considering how young, especially their defense is, because he didn't bring in any transfers to play defense. Every one of his defensemen nope, is, built either a, 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 is, is either a first-year freshman or one of the one of the you know somebody from last year on their ACHA team. Um, you know that took a chance to go to make you know if in 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 the situation where you know, that, that they might go in CAA. Um, okay. Hold on a minute. I think that's, hold on a minute. I wasn't going to go there with this, but it, it, you brought it up. You brought the word up consistency and that's become a, a topic. Um, as you guys know, I, I went to the coyotes game last night. Yeah. Right. Blah, 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 grumble, grumble. Anyway, How'd that go for you? Scott? Uh, yeah. It didn't go well <laughs> anyway. So, no, no, um, no, no, no. Well, but listen, a, once again, you know, maybe people should tell you what they want or expect before, yeah, you do it. Yeah, yeah but I don't know why nice. people would expect that. But okay, so here's a here's a point that I'm trying to make at this. Uh, Andre Tournier, who Paul Hornstein is is touting as possible coach of the year, the job. Well, that he's he'll never win it, but he's doing that kind of job. 
Yeah, it, I totally agree. But uh, a question was asked of him, not by me. I just say question was asked by a direct media person. Um, <laughs> that, not some, uh, uh, not some I think the word is primary. A primary, <laughs> primary, primary media Not some person. secondary media company. Yeah, not that just some secondary guy that floated through the room. Anyway, right. um, the question was asked of him about Michael Carcone, um, the AHL product that came up, and it was – uh, they asked him about his ability to play in the NHL. And he said this, he said, Michael has all the tools to play in the NHL. There's no doubt about that. And you can have all the skill. You can have all the talent. You can have all the speed. You can have all those X factors, but there's one X factor that, that they look for. And the reason that has kept Michael from being a consistent NHLer, and they're hoping that he becomes a solid NHLer and a proven player that will stay with the Coyotes for a while. Um, and that was consistency. And, and you said the same thing, Paul, when you are talking about Lindenwood. You said um, they're looking for consistency. Well, I want to ask both of you guys. We'll start with you, Paul, and then we'll go to Steven on this. But um, two-parter. A, how do you develop consistency? And how do you keep consistency because it seems like when you think of the word consistency it's like isn't it very similar to doing the same thing over and over again the right way you couldn't ask steven first so i could copy his answers <laughs> um consistency is is a weird thing in sports as, as anybody who's a you know a, a a big time sports person. There are certain things that you can always do. And working as hard as you can is, is controllable. You know, the bounces and, 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 and the, the, you know, those kinds of things you can't control, but you can control your mindset. You can control your effort. You can control um, how you prepare yourself. Now, you're going to have off nights, but the idea behind consistency is to limit those. And usually one of the tenants that is involved in in limiting those is experience. Okay, so and, so Stephen, I'm gonna wait a minute. Well, one second, you can finish in a second. Um, Stephen, just think about that for a minute before you answer. Uh, Paul, finish your point, then I'm gonna throw something out there. Um, and with college sports, obviously, you have much more roster turnover in in all of them. So and even more so of, now with with the, the portal thing now well, yeah, and NILs. Yeah. I mean, there's not the year you have to wait now. I mean, it's just there's more there's more turnover than maybe there used to be. Right, and so um, getting that consistency when you are basically starting from scratch or starting from you know square one, that's a hard thing to do. 
Okay, so so let me ask you this, and I'm going to use Michael Carcone again. Uh, Michael, I love you, dude. Yeah, you know, even though I get in trouble when I hang out with you. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. only if you're in the in a, in only if you're in a certain locker room. Yeah. Anyway, um, but I want to use him as an example because I watched him at the AHL, and he immediately caught my eye because I think that consistency is there. Now. He's a professional athlete. He's been around a while. He's he's good friends with Joey Decord. He challenged Joey over the four days, four games that I saw them play Coachella Valley in Tucson. Um, and and they went at each other pretty good. Joey wanted to stop him. He wanted to score on Joey. And so when you talk to a guy like Andre Tornier, whose job is to coach uh, a team, uh, a young team in the Arizona Coyotes, how do you coach consistency into somebody because uh, you don't think Michael Corcone now that he's gotten the taste of the NHL again he had 21 games last year but he got a taste of it now you don't think he's going to want to perform that way night in and night out so is it a mental thing that they have to get over is it a mental hurdle is it a physical hurdle what what, what is it Steven you got any points I think it's all <laughs> of those yeah I do I think it's all that too and and it's just and when you I think there's certain things that you can control, and I think there's certain things you can't control. I mean, there's I think that's kind of what Paul was saying too, is that there's you you can you know always give you your best effort and stuff, but you know the puck isn't gonna always bounce your way. You're gonna have lulls and stuff. But I think sometimes you you can learn from that. And I think depending on which level you're at, I think that's a little bit more accepted. If you look at kind of like a a consistency basis as a as a whole, you mean from a team perspective too, you know, you can be like, uh, you can challenge yourself more. How do you keep yourself consistent? Do we can say, well, we can, we can keep the kind of schedule we have. We do pretty good. We were, these are teams that we can usually beat, and, and we usually can do okay. And, and that's how and you can be consistent that way. But, but then if there's, if you're trying to elevate yourself and say, okay, well, we're going to play really tough games. We're going to play the best of the best and we might not win those games, but we're going to play them. To, to gain experience and to and to you know see what we're we're made of, I think that's how you get consistent. You're consistently looking to be better too. I mean, it's not just consistency of being staying at the level you're at, but trying new things and trying to to improve. And, and some things will work, some things won't. But you're always trying to to do better. And and I think sometimes so it may seem like somebody's inconsistent because their numbers aren't good or something, or a team isn't as good or something, and and uh, that there there is some things about that that can be changed, but I think you know teams are always, especially at college level and, and even at the ACHA level, where uh, especially at the ACHA level, where you really need to look and see how you can elevate programs. UNLV is trying to elevate their program. We know what they're trying to aspire. What Lindenwood did, they went out and played a Denver team the year prior and got their butts kicked, but they did it. They 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 took that opportunity and knowing it it was going to be a good experience for them knowing what they in their mind was trying to do. And now they're at the NCAA level and actually competing and playing against some good teams because they scheduled that way. And they're putting on scares for those teams. And so if UNLV eventually makes the, the climb to the NCAA level, I think the experience that they had this year of playing those four games with, with Denver and Alaska Anchorage, I think is, is going to be beneficial. Yeah. Some of those players that are on that team, may not be around if depending on how soon or whatever that happens for UNLV, but the coaches will have the experience. The program will have the experience of, of doing that. And, and, and when UNLV, when they make that climb to the next level, the NCAA, when, when, when that time comes, 
I think they'll be in a better place. Uh, they'll be more adjusted to it. It'll take less time to get acclimated to that than before because they've already had a taste of it before. Well, and here's the thing on top of that, okay? And this is more so now for college locker rooms uh, than it is for uh, professional locker rooms, especially once you get, obviously, to the highest levels regardless, is college sports, um, the locker room dynamic changes now more than ever. Forget about the talent on the ice. The dynamic in the locker room um, probably matters more now than ever before. Because guys don't stay as long. Now, at the ACHA level, they, they, they do. Well, they stay longer. But well, they stay longer. Yeah, yeah, I mean. But they still move around as well. Yeah, but they're, it's not there. But. You're more likely to see somebody being a be. They're they're not transferring like they are at the NCAA. Level. Yeah, agree, agree. Okay, so, so so let me follow it up on this. Uh, on that note, um, so Andre Tournier continued on, and I, I just really like listening to him uh, because I think he says a lot of good, intelligent things about hockey and life. Um, he commented last night about Barrett Hayton, who has one goal this year. And uh, he said, I thought Barrett Hayton might have been our best player on the ice last night. I don't know if he even had a point. Maybe he did. But um, if he did, he didn't have a lot and uh, certainly didn't score. And he was talking about the play of overall play of Barrett Hayton. And uh, I started thinking about, okay, so uh, Barrett Hayton, in my mind anyway, got NHL consistent because he got NHL opportunity. And last night when I saw the starting lineup and I saw Michael Carcone uh, in the starting lineup, um, I was thinking that same thing. I'm going like, man, this is the opportunity, right? The coach trusts you enough to put you out to start against the Stanley Cup champions. And um, and then 19 seconds in, he gets a clean breakaway and nearly scores uh, to set the tone. He did set the tone with that. Even though he didn't score, it was like, whoa. Uh, the Avalanche knew that they were in for a fight and it was a fight that they couldn't come out on top of. So how much does that come into play? Uh, the opportunities that you get. And Paul, you and I have talked about this with with Arizona State, especially this weekend with all the injuries they had. They have guys that are going to get an opportunity to step in. We saw we saw Cade Stibby get an opportunity to step in. Yeah, <laughs> not for very long, but we watched him come out and uh, he took a penalty and got himself ejected from the game, like on his first shift or, yeah, or like very near the first shift. In, yeah. yeah, and and you, you think opportunity, opportunity, and is that consistency? Is that Does that play into consistency, I should say? <sighs> this is, I, I, I say this more and I believe this more now than ever. Because of these constant changes, kiss hockey and and you can substitute whatever sport you want there is the way to go. And that's how the, the more you aim for that, the more you maintain consistency because you're staying at the basics. And guys try not when, when, when you play kiss hockey, it means you're not trying to do too much. Okay, you're not trying to make the fancy pass. It means you're you're just passing the puck ten feet in front of you to the next guy, and advancing the puck. 
Oh man, okay. did you're, you just you just led us into another topic? But go ahead, you're, finish your you're, point. You know, you want to score goals? There's, there's, you, you, you can be fancy, but you're not going to score a lot that way. And I think we saw an example of that this afternoon. Yeah, that's where I was going. That's okay. where I was going with it. Um, if you were watching the World Junior Tournament at all, all right. Um, by the way, I was listening. Canada, by the way, Canada bounced back as you would expect. Not to, not to change the topic because I'll get back to it in a second. But um, the the Germans put two pucks in their own net, basically, and it's not like Canada needed the help. <laughs> um, either way, but but if a team is usually struggling, it's because they forget kiss hockey. And of course, you know, if, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, it's the acronym, not the word kiss. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the rock group. <laughs> no, nope. Nope, Steven, Steven, I want to ask you this as we're talking about confidence and consistency, because there's a guy that you followed pretty closely from the Henderson Silver Knights to now the Vegas Golden Knights and one Paul Cotter. And uh, I think it, from what I've seen from the outside, you certainly have been much closer than me. Um, Paul Cotter has taken advantage of opportunity, and I think the confidence that they've shown in him to play uh, until he got injured, at least, um, with the big club has made him an NHLer. Am I right? Yeah, I think th there's no question about that. I think Paul Cotter is somebody that, you know, got an opportunity in, in training camp and, and then made the uh, opening night roster and, you know, some of that was was circumstances with the with the roster, but he even was even when they had almost a full complement of players, uh, they even chose to pick with pick him over um, somebody like Amadio. But then you know, Cotter kind of had you know he kind of had his moments where he wasn't doing what they wanted, and so then then he was out of the lineup for about eight or nine games, and then and then they put him back in. Now that the injuries have crept back in and he's gotten an opportunity of course now he's hurting out of the lineup now so i'm sure that that's unfortunate for him because uh somebody like him who who had who's been waiting for an opportunity to be in a consistent basis on an nhl roster he got that opportunity was out then he's back in and now he's hurt and he's out by no choice of his own so uh but yeah i mean i i think it's kind of a it's kind of a surprise in ways because there's other players I think we, we thought maybe in the organization that were already we were already going to elevate to uh, to the NHL right out of college right out of the you know like, like all these these big studs I'm thinking you know like a Brendan Brisson everyone just wanted to basically put him on a chariot to the NHL already and it, it kind of took a step back and said whoa not so fast and now you know he's Quit talking he's, about me like that he's in Henderson <laughs> still and and he's you know he's doing what he needs to do to develop in Henderson. Paul Cotter's been around a bit even in the organization with Chicago Wolves when they were the affiliate and now the Henderson Silver Knights. So he's he's been there and he's he's worked hard and he, he's gotten better each year. And and another one about the uh, Golden Knights organization too that now has an opportunity. And I don't think he's going to come down anytime soon now is Daniil Miramanov on the defensive end. You know, he's somebody who who has been worked hard, working hard, a great player. And... Uh, and got an opportunity because of some injuries and stuff, but now he's in the lineup and he's producing up there in the Golden Knights. And uh, I think, I think he's gonna be in the lineup for a long time. Well, especially if Golden Knights players keep getting hurt like they are right now. But, but uh, I think, I think he will stay uh, in the lineup for 
for a while. We'll see what happens when all the guys are back. But if if that ever happens this year, if if when Theodore and White Cloud <laughs> and Mar- now Mar- now they Martinez and they ever come back, and now <laughs> so, I mean, it just continues. But but uh, so yeah, I mean that's you just stay consistent and you continue to work on the things that you'd want to do. You're gonna have your ebbs and flows. Everybody does, but if you have proven yourself, and I think Cotter has. You are going to get the opportunity. He he's gotten the opportunity. He's taken advantage of it when he's been in the lineup, and uh, and obviously he'll he'll hope to get back soon because uh, he'll he'll want to continue that. Okay, uh, let's take a quick break. Let's come back because Paul wants to tell us about the World Juniors, and I want to tell you that Team USA had better find some grit and they better find find it quick because uh, that pretty boy hockey that they're playing. I don't. I, I listened to it today. And I don't know how many times I heard Dave Starman tell me that uh, they missed the net again. And uh, you you can't play that style, especially in World Juniors where it's a short tournament. And secondly, where teams know how to shut you down. You've got to adapt, and I don't think they adapted today, certainly. But we'll be right back to uh, to talk a little more. Great West College Hockey and Year in Review, the final show of 2022 for us. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, and first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. If your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on 
campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious me! Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Hello, hockey fans. This is Jesse Lowell, captain of the Arizona Wildcats, and you are listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single-game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and, of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single-game tickets are just $10 apiece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners hockey, the action you crave, only faster. Hello, fans. My name is Hunter Mazzillo, and I'm number 26 for the UNLV Skating Rebels, and you're listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. As San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM on hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than 36,000 SDSU students in our many degree programs, from bachelor's to doctorate, enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle. Go to sdsu.edu to see if our unique, diverse experiences for you Visit SDSUHockey.com to support the top college hockey program in California. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 national champions, four-time WCHL champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News & World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. Question, comment, let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right. Well, welcome back, hockey fans. This is indeed the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Harris Resort and Casino in Maricopa, Arizona, just south of the Phoenix metro area. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada. 
And tonight, because it's the last show of the year, the 2022 finale, Paul Hornstein joining us from that palatial estate on Long Island, New York. He's got the uh, the, the house servants uh, settled down for the night. He's got his feet up with the summer skates on the desk, a land shark in one hand and uh, a microphone in the other. And Paul, it's time to talk about World Junior uh, Championship Hockey. I led into uh, the break uh, with my thoughts. We'll get Stephen's thoughts in a minute. But from what you saw today, can anybody beat Canada? First of all, Stephen, do you buy that whole line of BS? I was just going to say, throw- holy, <laughs> you, that's what you guys I got on that line of I don't- crap. Oh my! You know, God. there's a there's a uh, there's a congressperson that's been in some trouble because he's it's not fudged, me, he's fudged no his uh, resume. Uh, no he's kidding. This uh, Scott is uh, putting you on a oh on these expectations that police. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I don't know if there are many folks that that just listen to you guys on Wednesday nights and you know, but I mean. <laughs> This whole palatial estate. Nonsense. Well, he never puts me in a palatial estate. That, that's your well, thing. <laughs> yeah, well, there's I only get there's that. only it's room just... for one one of us to be in palatial estates. Yeah, and you know who it is, right? <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> okay, I'm not the one that gets my 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 living headquarters cleaned every day, and um, you know, in the Mine ballets, is every three days all now. This other nonsense. <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh. Okay, can anybody Jesus. beat Canada in the World Junior <laughs> yes. Championship? Yes. No, they can't. Yes, Nobody they can. can beat them. Yes, well, they, they decide can. they want to play Dylan Gunther with a hat trick, Connor Bedard oh, with a hat trick. Stop. I mean, who are you gonna, how are you going to stop these guys? Well, first of all, you could stop them by not putting the puck in your own net. <laughs> well, Scott, didn't hurt? you say at the beginning of the season uh, that – Oh, there's no way Denver can be beat. There's no way Denver can be can be beat, and and they're showing that they're a little bit uh, vulnerable. So there's always a chance that it could happen. Don't ever use the words "no way," nothing, nothing, because there's, there's the, always the a... fact of the matter is, okay, um, whether the 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 one thing about uh, what we have gotten to see now over uh, these last couple of days and certain people may not like how it how it's gone down but honestly um what you've seen with the u uh, with the u.s losing today to slovakia okay and with the the you know the the canadians losing the other night um just you know it it definitely has thrown this tournament wide open wide open and um you know with with you know the the chechia is 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 a reg and it's not like you know these these were upsets but they it's not like they lost i don't know it's not like this was it's not like hey uh, great britain has made its initial appearance in the world junior championships and they came out in their first game and beat Canada. They lost to Chechia, a, a regular, you know, a, a, a top notch hockey, you know, a hockey power U S lo- loses to Slovakia. Okay. Uh, Slovakia lost to Finland. They, what they, you know, they, I mean, this is the, the Finns lost to the Swiss. 
And Canada already lost a game already. Well, yeah, and, and so what I'm, you know, I think that this shows that this tournament. It, listen, does Canada have an advantage to playing at home? Of course. Uh, are they on paper the most talented team? Probably. Okay, but you know what? You know what though, and you're making my point for me here as we're getting there. So thank you. Um, <laughs> well, then I must be wrong. <laughs> well, Canada did not play well, admittedly, two days ago and no, got beat. And they responded today. I know they right. played Germany, and you can say what you want about Germany and how good or, or not good they are. Well, they're, and they they're, won eleven to two, but when they start their next game, it goes back to being zero zero. Yeah, I get well, it. I get and, it. But and, here's and the, the deal. Ger and, and listen, the Germans are not at the level of those other five or six countries yet, but they have been consistent producers of players and you know they're like i said they're not at the canadian swedish finnish u.s let you know they're 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 just below that level and let's not also forget that for other for non-hockey reasons the russians aren't here yeah well let me tell you this i told you this paul hornstein yesterday i said the canadians canceled practice yesterday you know what that was that was a sit and stew moment I was like, you're not going to get a chance to go on the ice tomorrow. No, you're going to sit and think about what happened to you uh, in, in the night before. Do they make and... them practice without pucks anymore? <laughs> uh, I, they might, but uh, what they usually do is when, you, when you're trying to send a point now as a coach, you say, okay, I know you like to go out on the ice and do your thing. Well, guess what? Tomorrow you're not. So think about it. You want to practice again? You want to get better? You want to show off? your talents, then go out and play like the team that you're supposed to be. And they came back and played like the team they were supposed to be today. Uh, Connor Bedard is fantastic. Dylan Gunther, the Coyotes product was a, uh, and, and maybe I'll talk to him. I guess I won't. Uh, Dylan Gunther uh, was a, uh, a, a, just a star today. Um, uh, Shane Wright, uh, Steven's favorite player on team Canada. Uh, he was, uh, he was a star again today. Uh, they stepped it up. What worries me about Team USA, and this goes all the way back to August, is they don't have the grit, the killer instinct. Dave Starman hit it on the head in their first game. He said, oh, I don't like the way uh, Boucher didn't block that shot coming from the point. That was his responsibility to block it, and he kind of just sidestepped it and let it go to the net, and the goaltender couldn't see it, and it went in. Um, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you're better on paper, you need to go out and let the, let the hammer fall and just go as hard as you can to, to prove your point. Do you think anybody in that tournament right now is going like, Whoa, Canada uh, is here to play. Uh, they let us know today. Um, they didn't hold off when it was nine, one or whatever it was. They, they poured it on. They got 11. Um, yeah. And, and team USA today coming off of a lackluster win um didn't find the killer instinct again today. That's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt them well, down the stretch. Well, listen, uh, we'll find out um, in a couple of days when they play the Swiss. Or is that tomorrow or whenever the heck? That is tomorrow. I can't read. I can't That's tomorrow. Read this, this nonsense with this IHH. Get a servant, one of your servants, to read it for you. Um, yeah. Okay. If you send me one, then I'll have one. Um, well, you know, let's, 
They didn't respond very well today to getting punched in the mouth. They they were winning two to one. The Slovaks scored three straight goals, and the U.S. was 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 fighting back, and they and and they were taking control of the game again when uh, an unnecessary hit. Let's put it that way. I don't think it was dirty. I think it was far enough away from the boards. The guy just hit him unnecessarily. And so what happens? He ends up getting a five-minute major and took away every and took away the momentum back and gave it back to the Slovaks. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that the U.S. was going to come back and win down four to two, but they were starting to 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 regain control of the game. And you, they, they, one of their players hit a guy unnecessarily. And it ended up costing them a five-minute major. And they never recovered from that. Steven? Well, Zach Deed has uh, gotten himself in a little bit of a toe, t- too. <laughs> he did that same thing with Team Canada in, Team Canada. in game one. And he says he's going to – And they lost, right. He says he's going to continue to – to keep hitting hard too. So, I mean, that sort of stuff is, uh, is, I don't know if it's, it's, if it's necessary or not, but probably not necessary, but, but those, you know, those are the kind of things well, you like. I, you know, I go ahead. I was going to say, Steven, uh, if, if anybody's been watching these games, they call the international game differently. Well, yes, yeah. they do. Good point. And you have, and, and that is something that you have. It's not up to the referees to adapt to you. It's up to you to adapt with the refer to what the referees are calling. And some of these players that are playing in from these some of these other countries already play at, with those kind of rules, and so it's they're more accustomed to it than maybe yeah. players that play in Canada or here in the states or wherever they come from. Yeah, I mean, well, and the thing is, there's there's a difference between a big hit and a stupid hit. I mean, you can make nice clean hits, but you can't take stupid hits. And uh, the one on. Uh, was it Connors today? Yeah. Well, it was. It wasn't a. No, but it was. It was. Was dumb. It was. It was dumb. unnecessary. It was, a stupid it hit. was unnecessary. Yeah, you didn't it's, need he, to do it, and it was international play, and you know what they're looking for. Right. But but that's not what I'm getting at here. I'm getting at last year in Team USA, and I don't want to pick on anybody, but heck, I am. Uh, people pick on me, so I'm going to pick on them. Um, I am just Holy. not. Yeah, I am just not impressed. With any of the three Hughes boys, I think they are highly, highly overrated. Um, and uh, and I'm going to tell you right now that Luke Hughes, I thought, was very selfish in August uh, and played through an injury where he didn't deserve to be on the ice and shouldn't have been on the ice. He wasn't even, if he was 50%, that might have been stretching it. And he cost Team USA, in my in my estimation, at least a shot. Well, at, okay. But, but moving on. But- but and now, the coach have to take some of that? Yeah, of course he does. But okay. but so does the player. And if the player comes in with a big name, uh, he's got to know when to take leadership roles. And I told you this about last year's champion, Canada, with, with Mason McTavish. And Stephen's seen Mason play. And uh, yeah, I think you were even next to me when I talked. Were you next to me when I talked to Mason? I don't know. Uh, anyway, at the rookie thing. But um it, he took control and he said, it all starts and ends with me. I'm the captain of this team. And, and Luke Hughes 
was on the radio today between the second and third period. He goes, yeah, we have to do better. We got to play better. We got to play. No, 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 no. That, that's talk. Come out and show us. Show us that you can play better. Hit the net from the point um, if you're going to take the shot. Um, but, you know, play a smart hockey game. Set up your teammates. Don't don't be the flashy guy. And that's what I'm saying. Uh, your words, Paul, you call them pretty boy hockey. That That's what they've been playing for two World Junior – well, a World Junior tournament and a half so far. And guess what? Czechia, Slovakia – all these other teams have figured out, you know what? Here's how we beat you, USA. We don't give you a chance to get the lead. And if you do get the lead, we quickly counter it. And then the next thing we do is when we get the lead, we shut you down and we take you out of your game because we know you can't adjust. Well, I, I, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to argue because that's what's happening. Because happened. I'm right. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> if there's anybody that would love to figure out a way for you to not to be right, it's Paul. <laughs> yeah, so let's get let's get serious. Um, you know, and 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 you know, the Chechians did that to the Canadians the other night. Yep, and but guess what? The Canadians did differently than the Americans. They adjusted. Well, well, we'll and they came out. out tonight and they wasted a German team that I know they might not be anywhere near as talented as the other teams. I get it. But they still came out and finished business. And that's what. Well, then, but don't we have to f wait till tomorrow night to find out? Yeah. Well, what Team USA needs to do is they, they haven't shown it from from the summer when I was at NJEC in, in Detroit. Uh, they haven't shown me that grit, that heart, that mentality to stomp you when they have a chance and when you're in a tournament like this if you're better than a team you need to show it you don't need to just skimp by or lose by three or two or you know an empty net or whatever you want to you know, you know however you want to do it and i'm going to relate this back to the game i watched last night and i think i maybe told both of you off uh air but the one big difference that i can say you see at mullet arena that you don't see in other nhl arenas is you don't get the experience of just how good the NHL players are when you're that close to them because they, they crisp pass everything. They're in the right spot all the time. They very rarely miss the net. They, they crash the net. They go to the net. They, they do all the things. And guess what the Arizona Coyotes are doing right now? And Paul brought this up to me today. They're, they're playing that kind of hockey right now where they're confident in Mullet Arena. They're confident in the fact that that if they do this, this, and this, they can play with anybody. That's why they've beaten Boston. That's why they've beaten Colorado. That's why they're five one and one uh, in Mullet Arena in their last seven games. It, you know, and if Team USA wants a shot at winning gold, which I don't think they have a snowball's chance, and you know what? Because I don't think they can get by Canada. But anyway, uh, if they want that shot, they better find some grit. And they better find some ways to adjust and play a different style of hockey if that's what it dictates. Well, we're going to find out. I mean, um, history is also not on the Canadian side, as as uh, the Canadian telecast said yesterday, that when Canada loses its first game in this tournament, they don't usually finish too well. Now, maybe they're just so good and talented that that might not be the case this year. Okay. But you're not scoring 11 goals every night. 
No, but when you get the opportunity, you got to bury him. Steven's well, seen Shane Wright in person. He's a leader. He's. Uh, I told you last night, Paul, when we were talking, I said he's experienced and scored goals in the AHL. He's got his first NHL goal. He knows what it takes. And clearly, uh, the coaching staff and the leadership group in Team Canada did the right thing. They got beat. They knew they got beat. They they weren't able to get on the ice and practice. They said, nope, we'll just cancel it all together. You guys can come out and take it out on Germany. And they did it. And, and Team USA, I thought, played poorly in a victory on Monday. And um, they played even more poorly today and i just don't know how you're going to respond uh, the very next day and all of a sudden if you don't have grit and you don't have the ability to change your style and do what you need to do to adapt in a tournament how are you going to play any better tomorrow well we'll see do they make any lineup changes you're not changing the first line which really until that penalty was you know you, you, you can't double shift them but um, you know they they yeah, were they are way too old for that, and they're way out of shape. Yeah. So, um, like I said we'll see if they make any lineup changes. Um, do they switch goalies? Do they go back to Trey Augustine? Do they change the lines up? Do they change defense pairs? Do they mix those up? We're gonna find out. Um, and you know I don't know how. It's hard to send messages to all-star teams unless you do what team canada did they and had the day my, off u.s did not doesn't have the yes, day off yesterday they did and they should have realized that they didn't have grit and heart and soul after even though they got a win they should have they should have made the change then anticipating what they were going to see today because i could hey, see it hey, Steven, i mean Steven. I, I was anticipating it steven you there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, go now to the nearest casino <laughs> and <laughs> and bet the ranch on Team USA because Stephen is. Can just... I bet your palatial estate? Yeah, sure, go for it. Because <laughs> Stephen, because Scott has just said the U.S. has no chance to win. It's it, it's like when it's like when they. Uh... The experts on the TV, on the football or whatever they on on the football on NFL on football, the football yeah, when they the all football, pick yeah, okay. when they all pick one team to win, what usually happens? The other team wins. That happened the uh, Christmas Day, the Dolphins and the Packers game. I was watching the pregame show. All the experts on Fox were saying, "Oh yeah, Dolphins stop, are going to win. Dolphins stop, are going to win. Dolphins stop. are going to win." Yep. And the Packers ended up winning. So, yeah, mean. like I said, so go go. You can put the you can put the <laughs> palatial estate uh, on on U.S. to win. Because Scott just basically guaranteed they're going to. Okay. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying they're not going to win. Don't get me wrong on that. I'm saying that they have to be able to change their game. And in August, they didn't show it. And they lost and were ousted without even getting to the medal round. um, Or getting the opportunity to play for a medal, I should say. And they're on the same path right now. They're, They're not showing any grit. They're not going in. I mean, they had a... And I was listening to this, so if Dave Starman was wrong, we're blaming it on Dave. But anyway, uh, they had a, a six on four, right? When they had a power play and they pulled their goaltender early and, and they finally scored a, a, what Dave called a dirty goal, a greasy goal. Uh, uh, Boucher, uh, Tyler, Tyler Boucher. Boucher. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when, if that was team Canada, in my estimation, 
oh, the it, look out. The hammer is down now. We've got momentum. And instead, they come back, they pull Caden and Barracle, Caden the Sponge and Barracle, again, and they and they can't muster anything because they miss the net and they're not willing to go into the, the dirty areas and get it done. And, and Monday they talked about, yeah, you know what? There's no flybys on this team. They go to the net. But apparently they don't go to the net and score. They go to the net and stand by the side of it. And uh, there's a difference. Well, I mean, once again, kiss hockey. Exactly. Can you send that to Rand Pecknold in a message, please? Well, I'm sure he listens, so he, you know, he might be. He's probably listening now. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, okay. So the last show of the year, just uh, quickly go around the horn here. Let's start with you, Stephen, since you've been able to um, collect your thoughts while Paul and I bash people. Uh <laughs> By the way, are you guys ready to see Connor Bedard on the Anaheim Ducks, or maybe the Arizona Coyotes are going? He's not coming to the Coyotes. There is not a chance. Not if the, not if the Coyotes oh, keep please. winning at moment. We, we they had won't be. that discussion. <laughs> I'm uh, sure you guys had that discussion. He, he's headed to the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> well, not if they keep getting fined. They won't be able to pay him. <laughs> uh, anyways. Ooh, they're in town tomorrow. Anyway. Uh, they were t- apparently in, in St. Louis two before they were supposed to be whoop <laughs> oops oh <laughs> who are they Just wells saying. fargo i i guess <laughs> you just do it because you know you can pay it well i guess yeah i mean anyway I mean, steven go ahead and finish your thought uh on wrapping no, no, up 2022 just... oh do I... What was the question? I, I kind of well, that's okay. Give, listen, give us listen, your listen. final thoughts. I don't, I don't know why the NHL would schedule Toronto to go to Saint, play in St. Louis on the day, you know, on, on, in a situation. Make Toronto go play Ottawa, or make Toronto go play Montreal, well, where they can bus. I didn't Jesus. understand that either because if if the if you can't if you can't if there's three days, which is five, I think it's great to get a break. If you if it's mandated that you can't be on the ice for Christmas Eve, Christmas, and the day after, they can't even if they have a game on that Tuesday and they have to travel, they can't even travel that day. They have to wait till the day of. Then either got not schedule games for that Tuesday and make that a the travel day or practice day or whatever, and start the season schedule back up on Wednesday, or make the travel very very easy. Like the like the, the Golden Knights had to go to L.A. That's good, you know. That's an hour flight to L.A. Of course, there's been flight issues everywhere, but but these these a lot of these teams fly private charters, so that's not as much of an issue as with for the common folk like us. It was for the Avalanche. <laughs> well, it was for the Avalanche because they have a pilot. Have a pilot. <laughs> a pilot, which is a whole other thing. But but yeah, I think. But if you're not supposed to to travel the day before the, the schedule resumes, then then you got to make. The schedule better. I mean, you gotta make the travel not so bad, or or wait another day to start the the schedule up, or 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 have only a few games, and then the travel be like a Boston New York thing, or New York New York, you know, something that's real easy to travel wise, you know, instead of yeah. There you go again, trying to figure out the NHL and the NHLPA. Well, Do you understand where they're playing games right now in Tempe, Arizona? Okay, uh, <laughs> let's get off of that. Uh, Let's get off that topic before I get in more trouble. Uh, just yeah. just wrap up your thoughts if you can, just in a couple of minutes since we're already about seven minutes over. <laughs> yeah, so it's a couple more minutes. Uh, am I wrapping up on on ACHA on? The, no, just I... just wrap up your thoughts on on uh, ice time hockey West this season and where we're headed. Ooh, where do you want to see us go? 
Well, that <laughs> do we have enough time for that? I guess we don't. Oh, go we're, quick. We're, we're, we're over time already. Um, you know, I think I think this last year we've we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of progress and just in how we cover things. We started doing the the pro stuff a lot more heavily with the with the Pro Hockey West Report show, which which we're gonna be bringing back in the new year and and be doing that better and and of course we're presence online on social media and stuff. I think that's been great. The ACHA coverage this year, uh, me being there planted on the ground for a week in St. Louis, I think helped elevate that. And I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I just think it was important that we were there and, and uh, to cover that. And, and, to, and I think a lot of people appreciated that because it does, especially at that level, there's not a lot of attention to those uh, to those kids uh, to play. Or at and the AHL level. AHL too. And we've made a lot of inroads with the AHL as well. And, and I think uh, we're seeing that, and uh, the NHL as well. But you know, I think I, I think the future of 2023 is going to be it's going to be great. It's an odd year because it's a three year, but you know, it's other than that, it should be it should be fine. What are you saying? There's three of us here. Does that mean we're all odd? Well, we're not really? the three Stooges, I don't think. <laughs> really? <laughs> or the odd cup, or whatever right. it is. But <laughs> uh, no, I, I I really think this last year, I think. Uh, you know, we talk about things kind of growing exponentially. I think from where we were at the end of 2021 into 22 to where we are in 22 going into 2023 really grew exponentially. I mean, I really think we really multiplied where we where we've been. I think the growth, the type of growth we've made um, from from like I said from the years prior is is really great. And I and I really think this next year it's just going to continue to to be to be at that. So we need everything to, to work out and, uh, and, and continue that ascension. Paul. It's never dull. <laughs> Boy, is that a fact? That's a good way uh, of putting it. Yeah. It's never let's dull. Ju- let's just, let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, well, he did that a lot faster than I did. I wish I could have come up with something like that. Uh, in I, I never know what's good. You know, it's, 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 yep. let's just, like I said, it's just, it's never dull. But that's what makes it fun, right? It's not a, it's not dull. I mean, is there's always something. Nope, it's not boring. It's Let's not boring, it right? Yeah, it's not boring. But that's what that's that's a good way. Of, that's the way we want it, though. We don't want, you know, vanilla stuff. We want it to be on our toes and keeps us. <laughs> you know, um, you know, Scott's probably got to get a few more servants. And <laughs> working on it, I know. And you know, maybe one of these days I'll be able to get out of the basement. Um, and we'll go from there. People Don't get out of the basement in the next few days, though, because you might not be able to get anywhere. Uh, <laughs> probably not. People would like to see him at Mullet Arena, by the way. So uh, we'll that's work on that. Going. So that's a goal um, for 2023. We gotta maybe we should do a GoFundMe campaign or something. Get Paul we tried. Mullet. We tried. <laughs> Nobody cared. Nobody cared. Well, get Paul to Mullet. There you go. Change of the oh, word. I thought you said get Paul a mullet. No, no. no I, get Paul. I, listen, get I, let's Paul put it this way. It. Let's put it this way. There's three of us on this podcast right now. There's only one of us that's capable of growing one of those. And it ain't you, Scott. Steven? I don't think it's Steven either. Uh, okay, well, I'd love to see a mullet. But anyway. I probably uh, could well, grow a mullet if I, if I grew uh, out my hair. I don't know. I probably... How long would it take you, Steven? It'd probably take me a, well, my hair grows pretty fast. So if I didn't cut it for maybe half a year or a year, but I don't know if it would be like a, a full on mullet, but it, it would start to. I bet Paul could do it in a couple of weeks. Actually, mine would probably grow more like a ponytail because it might kind of, it kind of points in the back yeah. when it gets, well, starts to so be more like a ponytail, I guess. But 
Yeah, I mean, I would have to do a lot of styling to get it to a mullet, but my hair would grow that long. But after about a month and a half, I'm already for to get my. I'm already ready to get a haircut, so I don't think I could. <laughs> yeah, I could put up with <laughs> anyway. Too anyway. much shampoo and too the much. Go, you know. The GoFundMe is get Paul to mullet. <laughs> oh. See, that's the problem. They all think it's get me a mullet. <laughs> anyway, we'll work on that. Uh, my thoughts are a big thanks to both you guys and uh, our producer Terry for doing all the work that she does. It's not an easy job to a put up with me and b uh, to do what needs to be done to to keep us on the air, especially when we go over about ten, twelve, fourteen, fifteen minutes. But anyway, um, we appreciate. I appreciate all the work that you guys do. Uh, I know I don't ever tell you guys nearly enough, and certainly Terry doesn't hear it enough. But um, we are uh, we have made huge strides and it's been huge sacrifices on all three of us and, and even Terry's end of it uh, to, to make sure that we get the content. And if you want to have a good product, it starts with content and then you have to be able to sell the content. And that's where I see us in 2023 is I think we build some really good content, some really good connections. And the next step is to sell that to people and and uh, increase numbers, increase sales do all the things that you need to do to be a good, viable, solid business, and that's the game plan. And, and your experience with the NHL team in Arizona is an outlier at this point. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, experience. You can't, can't be perfect. Can't be well, perfect. Well, can't please yeah, everybody. No. no, you can't. But definitely, but, uh, there's a lot of teams that are very, very happy with what we do. The NHL is good. The NCAA, you guys do a great job with that. Of course, Scott and I are deeply involved in the ACHA side of things, and they're all the teams, of course love what we do and are appreciative of that and and we appreciate that we can 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 provide content for them and and coverage of them and their and their pursuits to be successful and same with the ahl and in their pursuits of their careers and and stuff like that so uh it's always appreciative of the teams uh being so willing to have us come to come and and cover them and and give us and give us access uh to their to their teams all right your job take it away my friend from the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by the University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, a rich history past, present, and future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or a new black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, no one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. By M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Check out their new location off Boulder Highway in Henderson, 308 North Boulder Highway. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. Drury Inn & Suites. Our quality and value have earned us 16 straight J.D. Power Awards. Book your stay at DruryHotels.com. Liberty University. Strengthen your faith, your game, and your education at Liberty.edu. And by Burrito Express. Authentic Mexican food fresh from our family recipes with six East Valley locations. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. 
Very well done, my friend. Our thanks to Paul Hornstein for uh, joining us tonight. Our thanks to Terry Strandy for doing such a great job uh, hosting and doing everything that needs to be done graphically to uh, to make our podcast, our website, and everything roll as always. Stephen Marsh, I will see you in 2023, won't I? <laughs> I hope so. Or will I, I see you before? <laughs> well, I mean, that would... You got till Saturday, Saturday yeah. night. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you can find a hotel here, come on, come on and join the few New Year's Eve fun. You, you think I'm that crazy? I am not that crazy. Uh, the Great West College Hockey Podcast will be back next Wednesday. Stephen and I'll be with you. Uh, we will be back on Sunday with the uh, the uh, College Hockey West Live. It's Monday night analytics and eyeballs. Tuesday night College Hockey West Weekly. And uh, the quad pod of College Hockey Podcast is alive and well in 2023. Well, that's a that's a mouthful. Yeah, absolutely. It's easy for me to say because I don't talk much. I certainly don't <laughs> ask questions much. Or I won't anymore. No more questions. All right. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro. Good night, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody.